0: Welcome to Liberty Monks podcast. James Mundy here with Mike Mundy. How are you today, brother Mike?
1: I am doing good. Now that my Wolverines beat those Pusky Buckeyes, I'm good to go.
2: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I even like that. That's awesome. (laughs) Hate the Buckeyes. Yeah, I tell you
0: what, we're not, as Michigan fans, man, we're not used to seeing a victory, let alone a
2: close game in
0: recent years. So this was pretty
2: cool. Yeah, that that was awesome. I like to see the Buckeyes. I don't know why either. I think it's from the old. Who was their coach before? It, 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 not, I, Trussell. Tressel. No, Trussell. Trus, the guy when they're who's the coach right now?
1: Oh, Urban Meyer was the coach. Urban
2: oh, Meyer. Urban Meyer. Yeah. That oh, yeah. cheapness, SOB. That's <laughs> that's why I don't like the Buckeyes, and they always that they always ah uh, yeah yeah I like I like Harbaugh a lot better. He just he seems to still be kind of old school. The old school oh, way no. of coaches, and yeah, I, I like to see the Buckeyes lose, especially to Michigan. Even though Michigan's not my favorite team, but I can't cheer for Nebraska. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> or can't, and now I'm in Kansas, and I can't cheer for KU or just be ridiculed. I'm just ridiculed consistently during college football season because of my team's of choice here. Just I think they've won what three games total between the two teams. So got to cheer for somebody. So I'll cheer for Michigan. I got hey,
0: Amen, brother. We'll take all we'll take everything we can get. <laughs>
2: yeah. well, it's, good
0: to, it's good to have you guys on. So um for everybody out there listening today, uh, we're really looking forward to this conversation. Today we've got the hosts of the Battle Line podcast with us, Chris Tonto, Peranto, and Ian Scotto. Gentlemen, it's great to see you. Welcome to Liberty Box.
2: Thanks. Thanks. Is this a video or is it audio? Because I just waved. That's There's all right, man. Hey, we
0: we publish uh, we publish the audio, but we're we're we have the videos okay. neatly stored uh, for the day when we launch that. So, man, I, we Ian and I we were talking about that before the pre-show before you jumped in <laughs> yeah. about how difficult it is. Like sometimes you got to edit audio just a little bit. I mean, that we tried to make it as raw and as as um as as authentic as possible, yeah. and I know you guys do too. Um, but sometimes you gotta do little editing, but editing video is a completely different animal,
3: man. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, no, but I was going to say, man, this is uh honor to be back for the second time. Like it was such a great discussion. And the cool thing was I had no idea what we were going to get into. And you're always kind of like, oh, is this going to, how is it going to go? And, and, you know, even with all the years of doing this, you kind of are, Curious if, because so many shows now are just. I always say to Chris like split screen debates, and it's like, are these yeah. guys going to hate me if I don't agree with them on everything? And it wasn't that experience at all. And then James reached out to me, and you know, I got to do. I, I don't know what we could talk about. I got to help yeah, yeah. Uh, with a little like secret project. Could I say what we? What secret I project? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got to write something because I get to do a little bit of writing, and I was really honored to be a part of that. Um, and and I think we covered a lot of awesome ground last time. I, I wanted to say one thing though. Because Chris knows this, I am always very, um, I'm always uh, very particular about if, if we put out something out there that isn't correct. I want to correct myself because unlike the mainstream media, who will just like keep rolling along, I think 99 <laughs> of what we spoke about was like factual. We 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 covered it all. Um, I have found out, and I don't know if you did a follow up on this, the story about like Fauci, the NIH, and the dog experimenting with the beagles. Yeah, I think. From what I've seen, and this was not our fault because it was reported on by like every news outlet. I remember like in real time, I Googled this and I was like, this outlet's reporting it, this outlet's reporting it. But the original source of the material apparently was a little sketchy. And I think the experimenting on beagles was going on, but I don't think the NIH and Fauci were involved. So I want to correct myself if that's the case. And also because like there's enough you could say about these people without getting into false stories so i uh, if that's the case my mistake or our mistake but as i said it was reported on by like a lot of reputable reputable news sources so um i'm always particular about that i i don't like to cover anything even on our show unless i'm like i'm 100 certain of this um because it's important so we'll get, I, I, we'll I get, thought,
1: we'll get a thought to you I pass this time episode. but uh
3: <laughs> well, that's, that's no, you what, know, James. Her, her, James brought it up too, and then I I kind of Googled it while we were talking, and I was like, "Yeah, it's being covered here, here, and here." And then more recently, there's been some fact checking uh, on it. And, and know. I
2: know nothing about them. Te- I, see, this is all new. That's why I, I love the mm-hmm. Battleline podcast because I don't pay attention to any news. So <laughs> I, when he brings something up, I am genuinely surprised. I'm not trying to fake it. I'm like, "Holy shit!" That I not know, he was testing on beagles. Are you shitting me? He or he wasn't,
3: he wasn't. Someone was, though. Some, some someone
2: was, was. was, and uh, uh, and Hillary Clinton wasn't responsible for uh, what we we're doing in Libya. Someone was, though, but she <laughs> right. wasn't. So right. I just I'm tra- sure. I remember no, that, but
3: I and because I do want to make that clear though, because it, it wasn't NIH apparently. So just to make it clear, want to get that well, out there.
2: What what th- was it on the Disney special that Fauci already has on? You know, he's already t- you know, we haven't even got out of this. Whatever we want to call it, <laughs> this pandemic, epidemic, you know, yeah, hibbity bibbity virus thing, and he's already on Disney, touting how awesome he is. That's awesome, Disney. Good yeah. job. That's why we did not go to Walt Disney World this year. Thank you, Mickey Mouse. Today. Just okay, but we're, we're going too far. Are we getting too political? I don't want No, to- you, you know what I'm wondering, Chris? That. Though, because you, you are, you're, you're you are like go down the road. I do not want to go.
3: No, no, well, I want to I wanna ask Chris one thing, though, that's actually, like, not political <laughs> at all. And then I'll let you guys actually host the show. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah, no, let's just, but, uh, let's just keep, this t- it, to keep it going. Yeah, for those who don't know, like, Chris is a Disney fanatic. So I'm wondering, what, what, like, is this the first time in how long that you haven't gone to wow, Disney? Wow,
2: you're right. The first time in, holy crap, you're right, bro. Ten years? That wow. we haven't gone to Disney at all in a year. And we usually go around Christmas time. Yeah, you know, I'm a Disney Vacation Club member. My, my my little cards my my visa cards has mickey mouse you know mickey mouse mickey mouse watches i used to wear those downrange. i actually was wearing a mickey mouse shirt that night in benghazi we just couldn't put in the movie the actual no mickey way, mouse not. shirt um so yeah it, Ian's right he Ian knows me very well it's a big deal when i do not go to disney world i'm 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 pissed at something and then pissed <laughs> off at well and, as
1: you know, a uh As a Florida resident, we get discounts on family passes. My wife and I, well, we bought a pass just prior to last January and all this went down. We haven't gone all year. So money wasted.
2: It, it, it's kind of sucks because it, you know, it is a place where you could kind of go and just forget about all the stuff that's going on around in America and the world. That's why you went there. That's why every time I come back from deployment, we would go, man, it's been longer than 10 years. It's been 20 some years. Cause we used to go every year when I get back from deployment, cause you could get away from all the crap that's going on in the world. You could get away from it. I just, and watch your kids be happy and have fun. And, and now you go there and it's central part of the, whatever movement it is this week. I don't know. It's shit, you know? I, so uh, it's kind of sad. Disney's lost. I think Walt Disney is turning over in his grave. Cause that place should always just be uh, a sanctity of just, family and fun and not movements and, and all this other stuff. That's what Disney is. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I never, I never saw racism at Disney. I saw every family having fun and enjoying themselves regardless of ethnicity, religion, race, gender. I, everybody was just having fun. And now you go there. And I, I did, we went there two years ago. I think I talked about the end when I went there and man, just, I took, my mask down to drink a drink of water, then I handed it to my that was son. last year. A, last year. Was it last year? It was last year. He was he was four at the time. I swore the one of somebody just popped out of the bushes and yelled at me to put the get my mask up. <laughs> I look at him like I'm I'm giving my four year old a drink of water. I it was like a <laughs> well, yeah okay, we're done. Me and my wife like and, we're, and that's we're the done. thing and, and we went thing, down Chris. to uh Kiss Kissimmee and we had another we have another place we stay in Kissimmee that Kissimmee. Is that how you say yeah, Help me out, Kiss Kissimmee yep. Kissing me and um, we're like screw Disney, we're out of here, and we went and stayed there for the la- the next ten days, where it was, yeah, the the Nazi mass Nazis weren't, you know, so it's sad, man, that that Disney's kind of turned into that way, and uh, yeah, we won't yeah. be heading back there anytime soon until this until they fix themselves. Well, that's the thing right, man yeah.
1: Every,
0: everything's been politicized and all these organizations these woke quote unquote organizations are starting to you know uh, get behind it and it's like all right then in one breath you see that and you, you get yelled at for pulling your mask down the same thing happens on airline flights and in a bunch of places right. the same damn thing happened to my 13 year old at the zoo in florida i mean they don't do it anymore but when we when, when were in like you know right after the lockdown stuff um but then you go and see a hundred and Fifteen thousand people in Michigan state and, like we saw over the weekend, <laughs> and everyone is. like, mean, all right, but no one says anything about that, right? But oh, by God, you put your mask down, and get a drink of water. It's like you know, you got someone to your point jumping out of the bushes on you.
2: And just that little thing can really I mean, you. And I'm a very positive. I am a very positive person. I think Ian. Ian saw me come from where I was in a really dark place. To, and the podcast definitely helped. Battle mm-hmm. on pot and Ian helped immensely. Come out of that place to where I'm. I'm not negative any as much. I still. Everybody has their days. I still have my days, but just just that little bit. Just I don't think people realize that little bit of that experience with your kid, where somebody pops in and just is ridiculous, and it, like they're looking to yell at you for something, can just ruin. It can ruin a, a day. It can ruin. And believe me, I was thinking to myself, come on, don't let that get to you. It it's it's small. It's menial. But it just sits, you know, like, man, you know, just that moment you have it. I remember where we were at. We we're at Epcot, where he's having a ball. He's having a ball, and he's hot, he's thirsty, and it's just give him a drink, and just that turned the it just turned the emotions from happy and joyous to like, okay, now I'm paranoid. Who's gonna jump out at me next for uh, not having my mask at the bridge of my nose? It it it, it just it's stuff like that that yeah. that I, I, I don't think uh, I don't think the government or those that are really big proponents on the mask or whatever other mandates are out there, realize that the damage that they're doing to, and it is, it, it seems menial, but the damage that's happening to the country, it's happening to people um, because of really silliness. And Ian and I are in agreement of this too, that, Hey, you want to get a shot in a vaccine, go ahead. If you don't go ahead. You know, it's, yeah. it's your choice. Your doctor says to do it. My doctor tells me to do what I'm doing because my doctor is going to tell me to do it, not the government, but forcing people or yelling at people or doing your virtue signaling to people that's not necessary you know and and then shaming people for not doing it or doing it that's not necessary either it's your individual do what you want to do and 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 do what you think is right for you and that well that's that's what I served for I I know that's what I went down range for for a lot of it aside from it being fun I did enjoy what I did but um I think a lot of veterans and people that serve feel that way. It's like, you no, know, and Jack Murphy and, and other rangers I served. I know Marty school the same way. We served so people had the freedom to do what they wanted to do. That's that's it. I mean, not to go out and break the law and kill and do, but to go out and enjoy themselves without having to wear a mask. It, it, it's 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 just normal stuff that that that's 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 what freedom is. It's those small things, you know. For the record. <clears throat>
3: I've never seen Chris, you know, because you always say, oh, you're in like a dark place. I've actually never really seen Chris negative or that to me, you've always been a really positive guy. I think just uh, I know (laughs) just from discussions, I think it got overwhelming when it was every day you have to do a media hit here and media here. And I know that's not your thing and you've found balance in your life. But I don't I've never seen you as a negative guy. I know that you went through those times, but publicly, Chris has always been an inspirational guy. And uh, all the books you've put out, that's always been the over the underlying theme of of every book that you've put out is inspiration and finding positive and thanks bro you know it's i think that's why we work together so
2: we're we're gonna interview ourselves you guys stay (laughs) out hey man we could just be
3: flies on the wall for sure (laughs) how did you two meet by the way
2: um actually he was the when we met it's when i was doing a lot of the mainstream media doing a lot of the serious exams the patriot network i was going on hunger and steel which were they on the POTUS channel or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they but were on POTUS. Lottis, yeah, Lottis, and then Fox, of course, and that's when actually I was still doing some CNN at the time in New York, and it was was it Wilkow or Web Show? Yeah, Will Cowell, yeah, it was Wilkow. You and um, I went on Wilkow's show, and Ian was the engineer for it, and we just we just created a friendship through there. That's where we met, and uh, he was cool. I thought he was pretty cool, man. I mean, I mean, he was all right. He And he, he I love, you know, I just, he sued me with his quiet storm, very white voice too. He's got that, man, just makes me feel all warm and tingly inside when I hear him talk. Yeah, but then we just stayed friends. And then when he went to the company that shall not be named to do, That's to fine. head up there, their their um, we had a mutual friend in um, Andrew Dwyer. Uh, Saint, he was a GRS. He was, he worked with me on GRS, it was a Marine Recon, Force Recon. He passed away, you know, a few years ago. Um, but we just stayed in touch because we had that common friend. And then, you know, whenever Andrew worked at that company that shall not be named, whenever he said, Hey, come on the show, well, Ian was running the show. So, how many times did you saw? Som- oh, I almost said it. I'm fine.
3: I- you did soft rap, I'll say. Uh, I don't know, like probably a half a dozen times or so yeah. and came in studio <laughs> and all that. I, I think the, um, the way, you know, everything Chris said, that that's pretty much how it went down. But I think every person that I meet in my career that I end up uh, liking and having like a long-term friendship with, it's just that that um bond of like, as they say, I guess in New York, like real, recognized, real. And and I could tell Chris is just a genuine guy and hopefully he feels the same. Or even James, of like course. when you reached out to me and you said, hey, do you want to write a forward for this chapter of a book? I, like... I could see you're a genuine guy. You're putting out great stuff. And of course I'll do that. So the people who I think are just, uh, and I, Chris has encountered this way more than me, but like the people who are just networking and trying to be attached to someone who's more famous than them, you could easily pick that out. And I think people who um, you have, you have a real bond with, you're going to want to stay in touch with long-term because you just know who's phony and and who's a good person.
2: And that's, that's one thing about New Yorkers, you know, that, (laughs) <laughs> a positive i can say about new york because you started to laugh okay, i'm all right i'm midwest dude i'm hayseed i'm a redneck come on i'm a i'm a, I'm a picker i'm a picker and a redneck what are you gonna do that's why but you know one thing new yorkers new yorkers can read people i'll say i'll give them a, and and to have ian say that and he he could he knew i mean if i was full of shit which i am at times but it's real shit it's not fake shit it's real shit <laughs> he, he knows it but it's still it, it comes from a place of the heart though that's what i mean it means i'm not trying to fake it so like oh my gosh i want to get on software eight million times and do will cow it's like yeah you want me on cool come on that's all right let's have fun and then we did that one picture with the nerf guns being all yeah uh, tony montana with the nerf guns <laughs> in interior studios and I'm like yeah this is cool but he'll he'll we'll do a little tony montana vatos locos forever stance with nerf guns in the sirius xm studio i like this guy so it's just (laughs) and again we just we just you're right we just dude he's he's no bullshit and we don't always agree on everything but the thing is is that i think we've only gotten one fight it was a misunderstanding yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and we can talk about that down when we get farther into the conversation if you want to but really it was no okay i see your point you know it's there are many people you can actually stand and be like, you know what, I see your point, I don't agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from and, and you see my point, you're not trying to change my opinion. All right, let's just agree to disagree and move on. And Ian and I have that ability to do that. We don't disagree, I'll be honest, we don't disagree on much. But when we do, it's like, huh? Oh, okay, well, you got your point, I got my point, it makes sense. I, at least I know, do we, I don't think we do. Yeah, I know. I feel
3: the same way. And actually it's cool to say, like coming off of Thanksgiving, (laughs) I'm sure you guys have experienced it. And I, I see way too many people, um, losing fr- friendship with their family members because this family member feels this way and you feel this way. And, you know, seeing my uncle in Pittsburgh, he's like way to the left on a ton of things, but am I, am I going to lose my love with my in friendship with my uncle because he doesn't think like me? Of course not. It, it's such a stupid way of going about things. I think like th- these yeah. are people who will be here for you no matter what, don't ever let politics get in the way of
2: that. Or any, anything like, and if people are want to change their mind, you got guys that have served, you know, they have to do it on their own. You're never going to be able to force them. But I, I think that's where we lose our minds within the media. And I, I I was part of that. I'm not going to say I was. I was a huge part of that, of you need to think like me. I'm always – you, you you don't go on Sean Hannity's show or <laughs> you don't go on Bill O'Reilly's show back in the day on Fox show if you weren't trying to change minds. You wanted people to think like you. And um, I just saw that that's, that's – nobody's going to tell me to change my mind. Who am I to tell you to change your mind? I'm going to have my views. If you come to those realizations that maybe my views are right or my opinions are right. Great. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm, I'm not God. There's no, there's only one God. Nobody's, nobody's perfect. Nobody has all the right answers. You have to figure those out for yourself. And that's where where are you know, Ian and I, honestly, I, I think we have that same kind of mindset. It's just, Yeah, you know what? I may be have a view on one thing today. Maybe I'll find out something different tomorrow, and I'll have to change my opinion on it. And that's the other thing too is that we're willing to do that. I think on the podcast, people see that that we aren't hard-fest. Well, I said it had to be like this. The sky was green. I know it's not green anymore. It's blue. But I'm going to stick with this and say it's green. No, it's like you know what? You're right, dude. Yeah, I I I got it. You know, I'm wrong on that. I think I'm have to change my opinion on that and my view because. Two plus two does equal four. It doesn't equal three. And the sky is blue. Um, and so I, it, it just the podcast with us. My opinion has worked out that way. And that's why when we have people on our podcast, every once in a while we get down in the weeds a bit. And it depends on the on the guest. I mean, it's hard to not get in the weeds when you have Ted Nugent on or Alex Jones on. We still try to force them out of the weeds. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but that's why the podcast has always been positive because. Yeah, that's what life's all about. It's just living a positive, good life. Who gives a shit about your opinion? Honestly, what it should be is what is your opinion on how to overcome adversity and obstacles? And I guarantee it's not watching Fox News or CNN all the time. That's not the answer. It's something no. else. And him and I have grown up so differently, too. You get two different two different opinions, two different mindsets of how we've each overcome our own adversity. And he's still young and I'm old as dirt. So you're getting <laughs> a young optimistic view and you're getting the old grouchy jaded plenty sweat on his porch get off my lawn with the shotgun sort of view. you know so you're you're getting a lot of stuff no it just
0: it just seems like too um you know you make a good point we used to be there's always been a separation of like ideals right you've always had people yeah. that you know hey i think this way or i think this way and then you'd have a spirited debate over it you have an argument over it it's almost like people have forgotten how to argue they've forgotten how to yeah listen to another person's perspective actually this quote popped up on my phone like yesterday and i and i, I read this like 10 times because i was like gosh this is this it kind of spoke to me a little bit but it says, um, sometimes people hold, up, hold a core belief that is very strong. When they are presented with evidence that works against that belief, the new evidence cannot be accepted. It would create a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable called cognitive dissonance. And because it is so important to protect the core belief, they will rationalize, ignore, and even deny anything that doesn't fit in with the core belief. And That,
2: so they, br- that brings I mean, up my abnormal psychology classes in, in college. That's exactly what <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you're spot on dude people's paradigms cannot be challenged anymore as yep. immediately the wall goes up but when you take the blue pill instead of the red pill and you see seeing what life really is again you're able wouldn't to that, wait wouldn't that be pill. the red pill instead of the blue pill Help me out yeah i know movies better than you and you yeah the, the blue out. pill is okay. like it's the i just want to be, let be it, naive, naive everything the red pill said the blue pill whatever morpheus took that's the point <laughs> red, to red 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 <laughs> pill. but well, you like, know, then like, you're like, able to get your paradigms challenged yeah. people can't do it anymore they can't oh i got it my, my no my paradigm no your paradigm may be in question let's 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 take a look at it and maybe yeah. it's not but we can rationalize it i, I work for the cia they can rationalize anything yep. they can rationalize. Uh, it was one of the biggest things that we would make fun of them for. That's why I joked them. That's why I always made fun of them because they really could rationalize if, if the chief of the base said the sky was green, they yeah. could rationalize the sky was gonna be green. And that was a joke I would make, they hated me for it. I, it was, a you know, and that's why I know it's offensive now, but I'll say one of the things I used to put up on their screens or their lockers when they came into a room, especially if it was a young case officer, was the old scene from Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey's junior character, it was a still right. with him looking like this. And it said, never go full retard. And I put it on their desk whenever they started to go that route. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to say that anymore, but that was a joke I would do to case officers because of that sort of thing, Right? because their paradigms, they just locked into it because the farm said it so, because somebody said it so. It's like, wait, common sense, guys. Hmm. I never thought I'd see it in this widespread in in the United States, but... When all you do is watch the media, yep. and you keep getting reinforced that group think theory, you're you're gonna not be able to have your paradigms challenged because we're all gonna be Robert Conrad with the Duracell battery on our shoulder, going, "I dare you to knock this off. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I, you know, yeah." And those, I'm old, guys. Come on, Mike, you gotta know that commercial. Dude. Come on, you're old as me. Have, help, help me out. Dude. Oh, help yeah. me out. All right. Babe, what I'm getting at is that is that the pride that we had is the bad pride. It's one of the deadly sins pride. It's no longer the pride of self and the pride of being just a good person. It's that pride of, man, I'm always right pride. You can't tell me I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And we see it in our leaders. We see it in the media. I mean, and we got social media now. So of course it's widespread everywhere. But again, that's why I love our podcast because you will see us disagree a lot, I know. I should not say a lot, but you'll see us disagree, and it will be. And most times, than not, it's me going, "Hmm, you know what, Ian, you're right. I think you're." And it's not him. To, he he's corrects me. You're like, "Yeah, you know, you're right on that." Um, and that's okay. Yeah, you're right, dude. Let me let me do some more inform. Let me get some more information gathering because I'm putting out bad poop, and I don't want to put out bad poop, especially <laughs> if you're right in the situation. So well, and, uh, and, and that's and you-
0: and you go guys ahead, are rolling, ahead. man. You guys are rolling. Battle lines, awesome. You guys are crushing it. Um, you get, Thanks, you some really big names on. Obviously, and it's it's more than that, though. You've had, you know, you've had, you've green berets. You've had Navy SEALs. You've had people that have that have served our our country. And I don't. I, I hope, I hope that 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 the sacrifice that folks like you have made for the freedoms that we enjoy. I, I hope that that is not going by the wayside because it just seems like. It seems like more and more, you know, you see what how the veterans get treated. You see how um, political leaders seem to, um, I don't know, almost use the rhetoric yeah. to to get ahead. And and they use they use, you know, things like uh, what the veterans have done just to get themselves elected. And then they just they say a bunch of things, but then they they don't put their money where their mouth is, or our well, money they, where their well, mouth
2: is. Brother, it happened. It happened to some of some happened to us in Benghazi. Yeah. not all of not all politics but there were some they wanted us to speak at their rallies they it wasn't because they mike pompeo is a perfect example and I, i've called him out before and mm-hmm. speaking at his rally and as soon as he becomes a ci director oh wait a second now you guys are wrong we're not going to work on getting your clearances back uh, i'm going to believe what bob said instead it's like wait a second hey sir i wasn't that i did something for you i expected something to return but we're all chummy. You're you're all about, hey, Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. Like, and you're supposed to be this West Pointer, you know, 05. What happened? I saw the, it. I started to see behind the curtain. In the Wiz- It's like the Wizard of Oz seeing, OK, wait a second. Yep. Not all. OK, the politicians that I thought were on my side, my side, some of them aren't. They're just out there to help them. And get their career now that's not all of them there's been some great ones Trey, Gra- Trey Gowdy was very very awesome to me um behind the scenes and I'll say it, Elijah Cummings was very very respectful very nice very good to me behind the scenes <laughs> He still had gone to do that show me some things but I just want to make some examples that not everybody on the left treated us like shit there were there were some that were hey come right to me what you did was incredible and, and shaking his hand was it was a shock to me when he held it out there. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did but you know, the Trey Gowdys of the world, no, that wasn't a shock. You, But that's also started where I started to see, wait, am I on a side now? Like, wait, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, never been on a side. Now I'm getting put on that side. And I don't want to be on that side, on a side. I shouldn't say that side. I just, mm-hmm. I want to be on Tonto's side. I've always, was on my side. And um, it, 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 it just, it helped definitely helped me grow. I tell you what, it, and it challenged my paradigms big time, which have led me to those dark places that I had to fight my way out. of. Um, but yeah, thanks for about talking about the podcast. That's that's huge, you know. And and uh, bringing guys on, and I think Ian can can vouch to this that our biggest our biggest listening population are usually to veterans. I, I think some of our uh, I don't think Ted Nugent did very well. Sorry, Ted, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did, it did fine.
3: But yeah, no, I, I think our audience loves the special operations um, veterans, whether they're veterans themselves or or not. I, you know, I think it's I. It's hard to see with that because you guys know, you have a podcast like Spotify breaks down the demographic, but you can't really see who's a veteran and who's not. But from what I gather, just people who get in touch with us, it's about half veterans and, and half civilians. So.
2: And it's their stories of overcoming it first. We don't, yeah. and then we don't even get into politics. And it's the stories that I think a lot of them, maybe it's because of my background that they'll go into uh, who, who's our Marine buddy that talked about, remember the crazy church that never. I, oh I, yeah. yeah. I'm trying.
3: He, he did the, um, uh, Great magnificent movie. bastards documentary. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. But
2: you know, a lot of them will open up because I'll open up to them and tell them some ridiculous stories of people who don't know I'll find about it. Them, right? And, um, they it's awesome because they do they 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 talk about overcoming adversity and their crazy stories of what went through their heads because uh i i don't even understand that when you're getting shot at the weirdest things go through your heads and then when you come home you have the weirdest memories that and it's not bad dreams or nightmare sweats it's really not it's it's what you're thinking about when you're awake it comes it was was, uh
3: jonathan hancock by the way Jonathan jonathan
2: hancock Or in the people that you meet when you go on, your literally, literally John went on a walk to expel his demons, literally and figuratively, but all us veterans go on our own walks to try to get rid of these demons. And on his literal walk, he met some really strange people. (laughs) And the things that were through his head were something of go through a veteran's head, especially Marine veterans head or infantry or grunts head of strippers and, you know, but I'm sorry, but hey, we, are, we do talk yeah. about faith, but we do have our own minds. You know, he, he did. We got into the, nah, he didn't get into pornography, but there were some, you know, pornographic images, and it, it, it's just, we are demented well, as much as we love yeah, just uh, could i clarify because no, no, he, no, he
3: went from a journey from you know like all across the country i don't even remember the starting point to the end point but somehow he wound up at this like sex cult in a jacuzzi somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it was such a funny story oh, but um you know, and it, was gonna and it, it wasn't dark. where he
2: was headed. It wasn't part of his yeah, destination.
3: Right. Just somehow he wound up here and he's like, this is really odd. It, it, that was a great interview with Jonathan.
2: And because we, we thought it was going to be a very dark interview. It was supposed to be because the, the, the documentary is very dark. Well, yeah. let's just say it's, it's dark. And it, we laughed that whole interview. It was so yeah. and, that's and it is, leave. and it, I
3: mean to say, it's a dark, it's a dark subject matter because Jonathan was a part of this uh, group of Marines. <laughs> what would you say? Is it battalion? I always get the words wrong. Um, he, he
2: was his battalion. It, Marines are battalions normally, okay, size, so, but they can be platoons. They can be like any military unit. But, you know, squads, platoons. Yeah, uh, platoons. So, battalions. But yeah, I think they, it was just company. I think it was company. Company, sure. Lost, so they went yeah. by the Magnificent Bastards, and
3: they experienced the most deaths of yeah. any group in iraq so he lost so many friends along the way and then these guys get home and we lose even more of them to suicides and it is a dark subject matter it is a dark documentary and that's why i went into it thinking man this is so, so important to talk about but it's going to be depressing and i didn't expect to have any laughs and we actually had like some of the biggest laughs during that and that goes into how veterans are like that dark sense of humor and I think being around veterans as much as I have you're able to accept that dark sense of humor and and if you don't have that dark sense of humor yeah your mind is going to go into really bad places where you see these guys unfortunately part of that 22 a day losing their own lives um, and, and I think they need that to cope yeah. and, and to have some laughs, no matter how dark it is, because I, I think those laughs are what, what are going to keep you from going to that place where you want to do any harm to yourself. And that's,
2: and laughter really is the best medicine. You know, God gave us the gift of laughter. He did, he did the humor. And I, so I love 13 hours. It's a re, they really mm-hmm. caught what it's like. It's not all, it's not all machismo. And I love the other movies out there. They do, but come on, there's a lot of machismo. There's a lot of, on I'm this operator. It's, it's not like that. It's goof. It's, it's like you're going to these dark places and then somebody, or you're, or you're losing your, you're losing your, your adrenaline, your morale's dropping because holy shit, nobody's coming or man they're overwhelming us. And then somebody out of the blue will say something just totally stupid off the cuff from a movie You'll quote a movie line and everybody will start laughing and your spirits pick back up. Yep. I remember Jack, when we were running back with all that equipment from getting all the, uh, getting all the classified information. We didn't know what the fuck classified was when we ran to get it from the state department facility. And we looked like a couple of looters running back through these cars and burnt buildings and windows. And we did, we got guns on us, bullets everywhere, you know, magazines, drone, everything. We're carrying all this computer equipment. You know, I I am a pick, I'm Mexican guys. He's Portuguese. And I I always say this in my speeches too, because I call Portuguese Mexican light. They're kind of Mexican. They're like half (laughs) Mexican, but you know, we're running backs. So we got these two minorities running back. And he looked at me, goes, man, this, we just robbed the Best Buy and he said it in like the teach Marin voice. This was during <laughs> the fight. This was in the beginning of oh, the fight. Guys. And it was like, Holy crap. And my spirits went, they shot through the air because the adrenaline and the laughter, just the laughter. And that's one thing I love when guys come and people that have served or been in combat come and, say, man, Your movie got that. They got that, that the the laughter, the goofiness, the off the cuff, inappropriate, non PC shit that we say just to keep our spirits up, because really and truly laughter is the best medicine. So come back to John's podcast. That's why we were laughing, because I I know both of us. I was thinking of some other things of some horrible things that went on, but he was also, of course, but we're laughing at that because we know that that's how we're going to get through it. And that's why veterans laugh together when people that aren't veterans or haven't seen combat. I, I'm not Sergeant York or anything, guys. I, I'm not saying I am, but guys that haven't seen it or haven't been able to actually fully process it or are not strong enough to handle it. That's why they look weird when we start laughing. when We're talking about death. It's not because we don't we don't respect it. We respect the lives that serve. We respect that. It's that we got to get through it. And the best way to get through it is with a smile. If you can't do it with a smile, that's why I do the never go for retard to the CIA agents. Yeah. It was the yeah. test. Are you going to laugh? If you're not going to laugh, I know you're going to shit down your leg when the bulls start flying. If you can't handle a little placard right. on your damn computer. And that's when Ian and I, in my opinion, and, and Ian put his his input in, But I, I I think we're speaking same thing. We started the podcast and we were trying to find our theme. Yeah. I think that's where we were, we were gravitating to. And now that's what we do. I mean, our podcast is always full of laughs. It's always full of Jack It doesn't matter who's on. And I think that's the theme of our podcast. It's, it's the positive again, it's the positive. It's a hey, God's in control. We can't do a damn thing about it. We can control our attitudes and when shit goes sideways, you can still laugh, find something to laugh about. Cause you can get through it and them seeing other veterans laugh, people that listen to the podcast and hear other veterans stories some are just horrendous. Hey, I get it. And they laugh through it. I think at least my opinion and from the emails we get, it inspires them to be like, Oh, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was. I can get through this. I can overcome it. And I, don't. and your, your input on that. That's, that's what I saw when I, cause I didn't know the theme we were going to have either when we were having political guys on like Alex and I like Alex. i I think Alex is a great guy, but we were trying to figure out how our theme was going to go. And I think it just kind of gravitated that way towards the veterans and the laughter and the positivity, which we always wanted to be positive, positive but how are we going to do it so it stays interesting and relevant the whole time? Well, laugh. Laughter is always relevant. I, I don't know. I do Ian, am I talking out of my ass, dude? No,
3: Tell no, no I, I fully agree. I mean, there's been a ton of guests like that. You know, Alana Duffy we had on who yeah. lost <laughs> her leg after comedy. We had plenty of laughs with her. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's like a resonating theme for sure.
0: Well, it's interesting. You guys have a, a very—you have a diverse audience. To your point, Ian, you said you have some people that were former, uh, former military that served. You have people that aren't, and so if you think about it, I mean, we, 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 Mike and I, both of our grandparents served in World War II, and uh, one of them lived long enough to where we were able to hear a lot of stories from them. And some of the stories that you heard from them were as horrible as you could possibly imagine, ever. Right? I mean, just horrible yeah. things that he had to witness. Right. He was able to laugh about a few things, but I think it gives people context. Like you think your life's going bad. And then you hear about what somebody <laughs> went through overseas and you know, serving our our, our country and and, and and then that scope of that service, what they had to see. And to your point, if you guys can laugh about it, if you guys can rally each other up and get in, yeah. and lift your brother and sisters up, all right. Well, we can do it too. People that didn't yeah. serve, maybe maybe that's a way to relate. And not. I think that's fantastic, guys. I mean, um, I think that's needed now more than ever.
2: I, 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 agree. yeah, I, I wrote about, <clears throat> oh, sorry,
3: man. I we're stepping on each other. No, here. you didn't. We still uh, I
2: step on you all the time. It's, okay. It's, it's appreciate. <laughs> appreciate. No, I,
3: so in the upcoming book that you guys are writing, is it going to be, is it going to be under the pen name of like Liberty Monks or both your names? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's 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 going to be um, under both of us as authors, uh, and also under Liberty Monks uh, as uh, you know, we have some ideas around how we're going to incorporate that. Yeah,
3: so people will see when they eventually get to read what I wrote. Um, it it plays into kind of what you were asking about in that I, I was saying how a lot of guys, whether it's Chris's story, was very inspirational to me, honestly, um, or Michael Bahena, who was wrongfully serving time in in Fort Leavenworth for shooting a terrorist in self-defense. As I say, and people will see when they read it, I think as civilians, we could go either one of two ways. You could be having a shitty day and you could read this and you could say, who the hell am I to complain? These guys have been through so much more. I can't believe like, and you'll be down on yourself to say, man, I'm complaining over like this and minor stuff, but maybe it's not minor to you so i don't think it should ever go down the route of i have no right to complain because i haven't seen what these guys have seen i think we're all people and chris's darkest day might not be my darkest day but we're all going to go through that fire in some way and if you could use the fire someone else went through and in some cases literal fire guys who have who have uh, experienced like <laughs> burns in combat And you could use that to to strengthen yourself and to get through these bad chapters of your life. Like, that's what it's all about. I think if people read, uh, you know, Chris's book, The Patriots Creed, I wouldn't want them to read those and say, man, Scott Guerin, like, fell from a a plane, (laughs) traumatic brain injury. What the, you know, what the fuck have I gone through? I don't think it should be that. I think it should be, man, all these guys have gone through something and they've seen the other side. I can get out of this and uh yeah no matter what it is you're going through even if it's stupid to other people it doesn't matter we all go through something in our lives that's going to be traumatic it doesn't matter uh what your your income is or your race nationality yeah. any of that we're all going to go through something and you gotta get through it and come back stronger and and you always you know if you don't kill yourself if you don't do something stupid you are going to come back stronger and, oh, yeah. and i know that, so uh perfect
2: for example of that that's I, you know, I, that's why we, Ian is, is such a good, real. He, I don't know what the word i You have to I'm keep kissing my ass. It's no, no, he, he <laughs> brings it back relevant because he, he, you can get to the point. And no, I, I've i learned this in when I'm doing my speak. I, I still speak a lot, do a lot of corporate speaking. I've been very blessed to take it to that level. And it's very therapeutic for me. Now it was very hard for the first two, three years to get through it, but now it's actually quite fun and I enjoy it, but it was, um, how do you relate this that people sometimes think is super, which it's not superhuman. You look at me, I'm 5'8". Now I'm, I'm shrinking every day. I'm getting older. I'm shrinking. But I'm five, almost 5'9". Five, again, but I'm 160. I'm a teeny little dude. There's nothing superhuman about it. It's just your your mental state. But if we just talk about, like what Ian's saying, what I went through, maybe nowhere near or near someone else went through or vice versa, how do you relate it to everybody goes through something? But that's why I think laughter is important because everybody can laugh. We can always laugh at ourselves. We can always laugh at at the small stuff. But also what we try to do on the podcast is at least I try to do is that show we're not superhuman. We're just like everybody else. We just went through a more traumatic, maybe at that point, this in our lives because of the situation we put ourselves in. I went to Libya on my own. Nobody forced me to go there. Um, But what I'm saying is that you, Ian, you could do it too. You just haven't been challenged with that. i God forbid, I hope you never are, but you have that ability to do the same thing I did with the same training, you know, go through the same and still overcome. And that's what I try to want to try to get when I talk to veterans or when we talk to the podcast is that we're saying anybody, everybody has that fire in them. Everybody does. It's just, are you willing to reach in and turn that fire or that little burning ember into a huge fire. Are you willing to do that? Or are you going to sit back and go, yeah, man, my life sucks. This is terrible. This is awful. I hate everything. And just continue to go down that terrible hole. Um, what I tried to show with veterans when they're on, and I, mean, I wrote the Patriots Creed with putting Ben Morgan's story in there about overcoming alcoholism. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't combat. It was he overcame something that a lot of us have a problem with. So you don't have to be in combat or be a veteran to have a problem with alcohol, but he overcame it. It was that we're not superhuman. We're just some p- people that were put in a situation that said to hell with it. We're going to overcome this. We're going to keep fighting. We're not going to quit and we're going to win. We're going to over and we're going to get through this dark time, whether it's combat or the time after combat, which a lot of us have a lot harder time to deal with, which I, I definitely did. Yeah. Um, um, it, it, and it, that's what I want people to understand. I think that's why it's great having me and Ian on the show. Because you're getting a veteran's point of view, and then you're getting some like Ian just saying that right there, which we did on a podcast. He said that exact same thing. It made sense. Like, okay, tunnel, stop putting it up here. You got to bring it down to where everybody understands that we all go through hard times. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think you do
3: that. <laughs> I, I think. I think just as civilians, we sometimes do that. Because the three of us, me, James, and Mike, are are civilians, and it's like. Yeah, it's hard not to see you guys as superhuman sometimes.
2: But I want to say we're, we're not. Guys, we, yeah. it's just we just, you know what? We live by John 15, 13. We just, hey, we're willing to sacrifice for someone else. But that doesn't have to mean giving your life either. It can be, and I use an example on the podcast. It can be letting somebody in the grocery store line <laughs> when you're in a hurry. It can be opening the door. Remember when chivalry was a big thing? You know, when that was, that was the woke, that was being chivalrous. <laughs> It, it's that sort of thing. And we can do that daily. And I did that. I, you see, military guys, they're very well disciplined. Most military, at least when I was in, were very extremely disciplined. You can always tell a military guy, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. They hold the door open, they help. That's selfless service right there. That's sacrifice. Do you not think it doesn't have some correlation to, oh my gosh, I got to run over there and fight and I might die, but I'm going to save some people? There's a correlation to that. It's all together. All right. But it can start right there. And I didn't you know. I, and yeah, yeah, I'm not sucking your, 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 <laughs> pinch, your, 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 but, but and that's why the battle line podcast works. Cause he can, yeah. Ian, if I'm missing it and I'm talking about it, Ian can tie it back in or vice versa. And it works. So when people listen, veteran or civilian, they're going, okay, all right, makes sense. Yeah. Cause I didn't understand what Chris was saying. He's way the fuck out in left field. He's talking way but Ian's tying it back together. Or as a veteran, Ian, you're not getting it. Tano is, but we tie it together. And then we all laugh at the end of it. And that's laughter. And we got well, it,
1: man. What's great about your podcast <laughs> is I, I watched 13 hours again for about the 10th time uh, last nice. weekend. And awesome, I'm watching it. And I, you guys are in the middle of firefights and you'd stop and then you'd be talking and laughing and joking. And I thought, this can't be real. It must be for that's- Hollywood. Right. No, <laughs> it's like that's, that's like it, that is to find out that's not well, real. It's amazing. Israel, it's amazing you guys actually found the levity in that shit show to actually be normal people. So it's it's refreshing to hear that you guys are just normal people, you're not superhuman.
2: No, yeah. we all have problems. Jack was having problems with the tree getting cut down in his yard. He found out his wife. That wasn't a movie. His wife had just told me he was pregnant and he wasn't gonna tell nobody because he was like, Holy shit, I got all these bills. He was worried about bills and paying for a tree to come down that night he had forgot to send the video i remember when he ran down from his fighting position i'm like where the fuck is he going he forgot to send the video to his wife saying hey i'm sorry i freaked out when you told me you were pregnant that was not movie magic it gives me chills think because it makes me smile because i remember i remember watching him go down the the roof from the building and me and like oh my gosh they got that in the movie And, and when we were on set for a lot we helped out with a lot of it so we wanted to make it accurate but that That's real. Or sitting during those dull moments going, man, this ain't this ain't 2002 in Iraq. This ain't 2003. This is this isn't we're not up here fighting for patriotism and freedom anymore. We're up here. What the fuck are we doing up here? That's why when Ron and Jack talk about, hey, man, we did it for something bigger back in the day. That something bigger was gone. That's that really was a hit at the government. That was a hit of going. We're not doing things to get Osama bin Laden anymore or to go overthrow terrorism. It was just to go into countries and destabilize them I mean, like what the hell what the hell are we doing? But in the end, we're still going to fight together and be brothers together. We're still going to get through it. But we're going to talk real to it. and that that was we all had those that same conversation on our respective routes. It's like, man, that's something bigger's gone. Yeah, well, that was it. Let's keep fighting. And and, and it 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 really it, it's what i said it really 13 hours really brought home what it's really like to, at least in my opinion at least what my experiences were if i would have gone through it when i was younger maybe my experience would have been different i bet you it would have been i probably would have shit down the leg and gotten the fetal position and i would have been like this in the corner but we were all in our 40s all of us have been deploying for up to 10 years i've been on my 10 years of deploying at that point i don't even know how many deployments i've been on so that's where we get back in faith though to think that god didn't have that team there with all that knowledge, all that seniority, all those life experiences. He didn't have those guys there with us there that night for a reason. Well, there was a reason, but that's the thing we can get. We get into the podcast. Like, man, God's still in control. Whether you like it or not. And I can reflect back and look back at that night and be like, man, they really had the right team there that night. Senior guys going through a lot of life shit, not just combat, just, just, things at home that make you stronger that we knew we could get through it and we're going to keep fighting. We're not going to give up. Um, if we had anybody else there that didn't have that intestinal fortitude and that inner strength, again, not from just serving, but from just life itself, I just had a new baby girl, you know, yeah, and it Oz is just his daughter was, his daughter was drinking and getting into trouble going through just normal daily problems. You know, I, I don't think it would have made us stronger. We wouldn't have been as strong as we were. So it was the combat. It was the training, but it also was just being a dad and a husband and a brother and a father. And, and you know, a dad, dad and father—the same thing, right? Ian, my. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my I my don't, dad. don't know. In today's culture,
3: you we never know we if you're like my Caitlyn dad. Jenner. You know, you could be like the father, and <laughs> yeah. mother. Yeah, you
2: gotta have the right pronoun too. It's uh, it, but yeah. that's what the podcast really a battle line podcast yeah. because we, we can get into that and it, and we do get into combat, but then we get into it. Cause I want to know, I want to ask you guy, well, what's it like at home now? You know, how are you going with home? How did you overcome that wanting to leave your wife? Because I got divorced when I got back, you know, how did you do it? Cause I, and I don't want people to have to go through that. So it's, 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 uh, it, Ian allows me the ability because he can edit the shit out of stuff. So if I'm really jacked up, he can. (laughs) but he allows me the ability that I can just be myself. I don't have to be, I don't have to be this interviewer. I can just be somebody that talks and decide, let's just get the information. Let's do the Oprah. I want to know. You just tell me, I don't care what the listeners want to know. I want to know what's going on in your head. And more times than not, you know, people want to hear that. Um,
1: well, yeah, anybody can go on uh, Infowars and listen to Alex Jones ramble on about the Great Reset, or or go on YouTube and watch a 99th ninth time uh, uh, Ted Nugent talk about the spirit of the Wolf or whatever else. But um, to actually go on your show and listen to someone who's actually been there and and it's, they don't get that every day. So that's why I, I appreciate your uh, your show. It's it's uh, it really, oh, thank um, you. Thank really you, touches Mark. you.
3: Yeah. Right. It's, that, you yeah. know what is true, though, when you say Alex, there really is only one Alex Jones. Right. and There's so many people trying to do what he does. Like I even see really lately, awesome. I'm not a I don't know your feelings on him, but I think like Tim Pool is trying to be Alex yeah. Jones. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not as big a fan of him. I feel like there's there's only one Alex. And it's so because like the anger of him when he like blows up, it's very genuine, oh, it's yeah. not like an mm-hmm. act. And, and it's also because he's so. Whether people like him or not, like he's so well researched on certain things yeah. that he he has sacrificed so much of his life to really dig into some of this information. And look, I don't agree with everything Alex says, but it's just it's kind of interesting, and it but it also goes to show like how much getting into that world could take out of you because you look at these old pictures of Alex Jones, Alex was in like amazing shape. And he said himself, he's like, I he's like, I became like job of the hut. I, you know, like I lost, you know, cause he, he was doing karate. He was like a martial artist and his life became digging into every single conspiracy theory. And it could be extremely taxing. I mean, I do appreciate what he does though. But yeah, when, when you say that, it was interesting to get into like different things with him um, because he, such an he's such an interesting yeah. guy i i i'm i'm overall like a fan of his i think i could say that without saying i endorse every th- single thing the guy's ever said uh i just think it's important that we have a guy like that i mean because to me he, he's very symbolic of free speech because he says everything you're supposedly not allowed to say and he's felt the fire from it. he's been deplatformed from everything yet he's still out there doing this and and like it's interesting the same day that you read news about that he's getting sued for this, this, and this. He'll he's on a podcast like that recent one he did with Blair White and Tim Pool and Joe Rogan. I don't know if you guys watched that one out of the and trailer. Still, yeah, and yeah. he's still like enjoying life. I, I like in some way. It's it's cool to see. Like, there's he's one of a kind, man. He really is. But I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like Ted Nugent, yeah, he's gonna say the same thing in certain interviews. So it was kind of interesting hearing about um
2: you know, like, he rarely even talks about guitar and
3: music, and that's what I want to hear from him, so.
2: And his dad, you know, his dad, growing up, his dad was a Marine, and that's why I grew up the way he did, I mean, I, back in the day, I have much respect for, for all those World War II veterans and Vietnam veterans, those guys were hardcore, and I have much respect for their kids, because I guarantee you, they were raised like the great Santini, man, I, you know, just, Hard you know, Brad deal. Thor's Hard. the one
3: who made that uh, comparison on our show. Brad really? Thor's the one who said his dad was like the great Santini. Great Santini. Never watched that. I stole his... it from
2: Brad then. Why you got to call me out like that? That's like, <laughs> that's show. I have, a, me- I have
3: a good memory for that stuff.
2: Like who what <laughs> You're said what? But uh, but and, and on the Alex side, Alex actually is a friend. Um, yeah. I don't agree with everything he says either, but generally he's a very good dude. You know, I'd go, yeah. I'd go sit and have a beer with him and let him talk and, and do that. Oh, who yeah. wouldn't, I man? can't I can who hear wouldn't? the voice like you. I, can't. I My voice is more, I
3: do more of a David Webb because I worked with David <laughs> for so many years. It's like David Webb here, Serious XM <laughs>
2: Patriot 125. <125." laughs>
3: uh, wow.
2: So, what else we got? <laughs> we've, been, we've been monopolizing the whole podcast. Sorry all you listeners out there. Well, we even not, got to a question yet.
0: No, I was telling you, I was going to say, you know, as far as Alex goes, you know, it's interesting. You know, it, again it's no one's going to believe uh, everything that someone says nor should they i think and anything he says you know hey research this stuff on your own um i mean that's a smart thing to do especially nowadays but it does beg the question if the things that he's saying aren't real or aren't true or some of them maybe maybe not but why are they censoring him so badly and why why are they taking people down that are talking about the vaccine and talking about the mask mandate and talking about all the things that are counter narrative right counter mainstream why well, what, are they being why, what are they, what do they have to hide you make begs the question right and a lot it's not just alex it's yeah. all, there's so many people coming out
2: um I, I, you, you, serving in these countries that are that are regulated per yeah. se it's a right that's a nice word with yeah. dictators or there's certain parties where or certain relate, Sunni or Shia who's in control um or even up in Kurdistan I love Kurdistan but even the Kurds up there they're going to put on what they want you to know yeah. well, whoever's in power it's the same thing I, it's pretty obvious I, to me to me it's extremely obvious because that's what we saw in Al Jazeera downrange Al Arabia TV Al Libya TV it's the same shit we're just doing it here that's why that's why I stopped watching it that's why I stopped going on it to be honest with you it's just we're doing the same thing um so whoever's in power is going to want to put that info that they believe needs to be in everybody's head because they want it's it's manipulation it's it is propaganda um and i i just never thought i would see it here I, I, but that's what that's exactly what they're doing yeah if if we would have left the co- we'll use the covid as an example the hibidi, i used to call it the hippity Bibbity virus on our show i stopped doing that though i got old but um uh, uh, from the Liberty Mutual commercial, just so everybody's—we're going full circle. Everybody's in the know. Um, but you know, if they would have not politicized it and just left it up to your primary care physicians, guarantee if people would be vaccinated. Like just doing it. When you make it a political stance, people are going to have like, well, I'm not—I'm not, not going to do it. Whether it's because they don't like the party that's in charge, or it's just because they don't trust politicians. Well. They've backed themselves into a corner now. So now they've made it to where, in my opinion, this is all my opinion, but they've made it to where you're going to have to do this manipulation. You're going to have to shut the naysayers down because they want it to get done because they've made it a political stance. They've made it their party stance, Or if it just would have been, let your doctors tell you what to do, I will listen to my doctor. It's, I'm not going to listen to Joe Biden tell me to go get a shot. If Tonto or Chris Perano's primary care physician says, "Hey, buddy, it's a good idea. You probably need to go get that shot," Roger that, Doc. Where do I? Where do you want me to stick it? My left cheek or right cheek? But I definitely didn't it. show
3: any cheeks when I when I got my is shot. It?
2: But uh, <laughs> no, what I
3: uh, what what Alex actually said in our show, and this is what I've always believed, is he's like the the way to combat certain speech is always through more speech, not through censoring other people's yeah. speech. I've I've always believe that i mean the only things that should be censored really are you know death threats if if you're going out there saying i'm going to go to your house and i'm going to shoot you yeah that that needs to be censored and that needs to be taken as a terrorist threat um but if it's just someone's different view even if you're putting out bad information you combat that with good information and you let people decide from there um but you know what, this actually ties into something going on today that I'm guessing you guys may have seen, James and Mike, probably Chris hasn't, because I always know Chris. I know, I, I, watch, I, don't keep I was watching um, Tiny but like Jack,
2: Jack on Dorsey today,
3: Um, But like Jack Dorsey today, ste- stepping down from Twitter, uh, I was not surprised to see that because Jack Dorsey has always exp- expressed a more libertarian view, very big on Bitcoin, like tweeting out the works of Hayek, and I don't think... The platform is what he wanted it to originally be. The platform originally started out as a much different thing. Um, And I think sometimes corporations, once they're publicly traded, they get so big that even the CEO himself doesn't really have the power to make that platform what it should be. And I was not surprised to see Jack Dorsey stepping down. Um, And I think with Jack Dorsey stepping down, it's actually gonna be even more um, taking down of certain accounts. Cause I think he was like the one guy standing in the way of uh, i don't want to see everything get taken down that's not of the same belief as ours um but yeah i was i wasn't surprised by that and that ties into what we're saying about uh massive censorship and and that type of thing um yeah certain things look terrorist threats and all that 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 needs to be handled um anything with uh involving children of course anything you know, child pornography or, or anything uh sexual in nature with children, yeah, that all needs to be taken down. But if you're putting out even if it's misinformation on something, yeah, you just get the word out about why this is misinformation, cite the right things, and let the people decide from there. Um that that's always been my viewpoint.
2: Me- media media is all powerful, guys. every veteran that is served knows that from serving Iraq, Afghanistan, or if you've served in Yemen or Libya or Somalia or anywhere uh, media and who has control of it is the one that has the power. We're starting to see that here. I shouldn't say we're starting to see that. We do see that here. The difference between Americans, those most Americans aren't going to stand for. And like Ian said, they're going to be a dissenting opinion and we still have the ability to put that out there in another media forum, whether it's maybe not be CNN or Fox or whatever, but we still can put it out on a podcast. So our podcasts are so important. We can still put it out on maybe a social media platform. Yeah. It might get pulled down. My buddy, John Burke, I don't agree with everything he has, but he's, he's good at what he does. He's good at, tro- he's a professional troller stirring pot. But even when his stuff gets pulled down, it gets seen by quite a few thousands of people before it gets yanked down. And a lot of times he's, he's right. He, he, he shows the hypocr- hypocrisy of it all, but I, why is it censored it's censored because come on because the government censors it because the government has control sure of the do. media and that's just that has been common practice that's that's common practice in every country that we fought a war in that's what they that's what you do you have to get misinformation out there that's why we have psychological warfare units that's why we have the civil affairs that's why we do psyops that's what that's part of the battle um people think and that's why I'm, I'm so against I hate when people do a civil war. It's cheers. no, you do not want a war because mm-hmm. it's not just going out and fighting and then going home and eating a steak on your barbecue. Guess what they cut? Well, misinformation, if you even have any information, and so go one side whoever the government is. So you're only going to get the Joe Biden channel from here on out, If that's what you, and that's all you're going to get. Plus no sewer, no water, because that's what we're going for. So no electricity. We're Destroying the infrastructure first because that deteriorates the morale. And then you go in and you decimate. And then the fighting starts and it doesn't end. Yeah. It doesn't end because wars are fought when both sides think they're right. And we just discussed this that it's hard for people to be wrong, except when you're on the battle line podcast. So you can be wrong can, and we're, we're going to be discussing. It. Can I add one thing?
3: And I want to add one thing, and I'm sorry if we're monopolizing here. I, no, no, but go I, ahead, I want go to ahead. add That's one thing because when you talk about the Civil War thing, I think this is interesting and it's been a big topic. And you guys get into this too. What would even be the lines, right, in a national civil war? Because go look at the electoral map. Like, for example, they'll be like, oh, New York will be, uh, you know, on the blue side, Democrat. New York is a very conservative state. And I know except people will be for, like... Except
2: for that little pocket, yeah. Except for exactly.
3: the city, basically. People don't seem to get that. Like, if you... I live on Long Island. All right. I see, I see MAGA Trump stuff every single day. I see, you know, with like Trump flags flying. Around. That's Long Island. Like Long Island is like the most red place that there is almost. And and so it's so ridiculous to me to think like, oh, New York is going to be this way. And I'm sure you see it outside of Detroit. We really don't have blue states and red states. We have actually a red country with blue cities. cities that's, yeah. that's the way that it is. So what would the what would the civil war be? It would be my entire state now has to go along with what Midtown Manhattan does.
2: It doesn't actually, really actually. Judge. Well, from from a tactical standpoint, actually your city's fucked because they've already they've already fixed themselves in their position. The rest of the state just needs to surround them, immerse and just destroy. I'm kidding. We don't go. in that <laughs> I'm just playing, guys. I'm just. I'm saying tactic. <laughs> think from a tactical mindset, cities are screwed. You don't want to go fight in the cities, but all you got to do is cordon them off. Here you go. Take your cities. You guys have what you want. We got everything else. The farmland, the cattle, the the water. We got it all. You can have, you can escape from New York right here. Snake, go live with Snake Plissken right there. Get in there. (laughs) Take it out. Uh, But I'm kidding. kidding. I don't want, we don't want that. I, I, I don't want to be, I, you know, that's the beauty. And one of the things I was very, and I'm so happy I was able to live in these countries, not live on an army base, but live. Within the, the normal populace in the country, to have to go to their grocery stores and buy food, have to be, be subject to the same outages. Granted, we had generators that would kick on, so we had electricity, but there still were outages or water shortages. or you, you, That's an awful way to, it's just, it's awful. It makes you hard as nails. Afghanis are harder than woodpecker lips. They're tough sons of, but do you want to live like that your whole life? Where maybe you drink water and maybe at the best case out of the faucet, you get dysentery as the best case scenario. Do you want to wipe right. your ass and throw it in the trash can because you don't have enough water to flush it down the toilet or you have a Turkish toilet that have water in it anyway. Uh, do you want to open sewers, literally open sewers that are canals on the side of the street in a place that has what, how many millions of people does Kabul have, where there's fecal matter in the air everywhere. No, you don't want that. No. Um, uh, but I, you know, I, I but I, I, I I digress and be like, well, you support guns in the Second Amendment. Well, I'll be honest with you, that's what keeps the Civil War from happening. <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not they don't they're not going to contribute to it. that's what good Americans like my. And I say good like myself and people can call me an asshole if they want that don't want to fight. Well, I have it. I know how to use it very well. I don't want everyone to get to that point. So those that want it don't make make us pick that thing up because we know what it's going to take. To win a civil war, and you don't win a civil war, but we know it's going to take to stack bodies, um, and we don't want to go that route. But a lot of those guys, like myself, that are happy and go lucky, there is that switch, and once it goes on, it's there's no there's no there's no feeling anymore. There's there's not there's nothing. It's it's like it's like a sidewalk. And, and I, there again, there, I'm not Sergeant York. There's guys have shot a lot more guys in the face than I have a of and that's not something proud. this. I'm just I I want because people are going to troll the shit out of this and talk shit. I'm not getting that point. What I'm saying is that the guys that can do that, those that I've served with and worked with, that are just hard as nails, that can do that, they don't stop. They it, 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 it it's and it's not a good thing. And and we've already been through it. We don't want to go through it again. But if we have to, it, it's, it, they're not going to stop. And, and a lot of us, you know, I I I don't know how to go through the hole without just making this a total downer to this knot. I just I just don't ever want to see it. I want to I want to be Clint Eastwood on my porch, chewing kids off my lawn because they're playing too much in my yard, but still happy that they're playing in my yard.
1: Yeah. I,
2: I, so those that talk Civil War, me in the end, God, Sam's like, shut the hell up. Shut up. Well, it's they interesting.
0: these they, you have these people talking civil war. This is not you don't you don't get another character like your video game, right? I, know. I mean you don't you don't get you don't you know it's not so it's it's absolutely absurd. And then you know, to think that you'd want civil war to your point, you made a good point. You're like, all right, well, first thing that the enemy does is go after your infrastructure. Do you make could you you have a city like New York or Detroit or LA, or you name one, that if that infrastructure goes down you got maybe 72 hours before there is complete mass chaos.
2: Well, you already saw, you already saw that happen. We already had test runs on those yeah. and we had electricity. We just lost, you know, Starbucks closed. Look what that happened. Look what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, And that's, that's where, um, again, we're we talk about it here and, and Ian and I have discussed it on the show, but we get into it and we just, we don't dismiss it. We just say, you're an idiot. i I'm going to call it. I don't like to call people idiots, but you're an idiot. If that's what you want, you're an idiot. Yep. Because it's not. You don't get to go to McDonald's and have a happy meal when it's done. There ain't no exactly. McDonald's, man. You're gonna be eating rat meat. You're gonna eat eating yeah, Carnet de Raton is what we're gonna be eating, man. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be Sylvester Stallone down in what's what's the way Wesley Snipes where we went down? Oh, it was a great movie too
3: or you'll be eating um you know now that this would go down the conspiracy rabbit hole but it is true you have uh, Bill Gates is now the largest owner of farmland in America I heard while that. at the same time saying that you know we should be getting off of red meat and we should be eating this mock meat this beyond meat that's what they're trying to get us on is just that we're going to be eating soy we're not going to be eating animals anymore and that's not conspiracy to say. I mean, that's been nope. fact checked. Bill, Bill why is Bill Gates the largest owner of farmland in America? I and while making those same statements. In
2: complete my, in com- complete respect, complete coincidence. Much yeah. respect yeah. that it brother, I'll tell you what, I respect Bill Gates in this point. That was a hell of a tactical move. Holy shit. That was brilliant. Brilliant tactically to do that to be and own all that because you have the power you got land one thing being out here in the midwest land is money and the more land you have you buy that land up and you keep it that's why land stays in families for generations and that's why those generations that started with nothing that had land a hundred years ago now are gozillionaires in the midwest and own like ranches the size the size of long island land is man that was smart but i i'm that kind of scared when you, you know because I, I remember we talked on that show you mentioned on the show once that Honestly, that sort of stuff worries me, not to the point that I'm going to lose any sleep over it. I'm still going to go down and hang out today and be happy and fun. But, you know, it it does that. That's a tactical move right there for control. And what do you do? He did a fair and square. Got the money. I think he did. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's shenanigans going on behind the scenes always, but he's got the land. What do we do now? civil war i'm kidding i was just see i went too far i (laughs) I went too far down that road but yeah yeah that 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 kind of stuff worries me that's when you're like seeing josh but maybe he just wants it just to have it because he's gonna grow do you grow soy i'm kidding (laughs) well i'm with you man girl knows fake cows to get that beyond me that's right yeah i got you beyond cows
0: right um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I know guys, I know that we're probably I know that we're running up against our time a little bit, but um there was uh there was something that I know Mike and I really wanted to know and it has to do with um the experience you had in Benghazi. Um and then, and again, the, the the mainstream media in Hollywood is notorious sure. for shifting the truth or just completely lying. Um whatever you want to call huh? it, but you had mentioned that the movie actually depicted it pretty well. Are there, are there details that happened that you wish you would have, that you would have seen in, in the recollection of that? Um, the yeah. You know, the
2: and, and if anybody wants to see like, and they can really find out where the differences in the movie, are, the book, the book spot on, we, we yeah. wrote it. We did we couldn't put our names on it at the time because we were still within the internal process of getting cleared by the CIA. So the, the, the book publisher wanted it out. They wanted it out. Then we still hadn't been fully cleared. So we had to okay with just the, the name. So it says Mitchell Zukoff on it. Mitchell had a gr- tremendous guy. Again, he's an, an another f- far left individual that is a tremendous dude. And I would call him a friend and he really did a great job helping us write the book and putting it together. But the book is spot on. So if you want to see any like little newest differences, minute differences, mm-hmm. read the book, watch the movie and you should be able to find out. Like we had a yeah. team leader. We actually had a team leader uh that we didn't portray in the movie. We actually put our chief and and Bob, our chief Bob and our team leader are the same character in the movie. We kind of put their and they both were worthless, so it wasn't hard to put them together. They both were terrible. But um Ron was actually our and I have a problem saying that. Our team leader, he's a the guy that was he was a joke and he knows it. He knows I, I call him a joke to his face. Wait, which which guy was
3: that? Are you able to say his name? I can't, he's still working. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. No military guy, former Secret Service guy just a complete tool. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but, um, and Bob, Bob was, you saw what Bob was. That was, that was Bob. i very passive aggressive, very condescending. Um, but th- th- a lot of CIA chief base chiefs were like that. Not all of them. We had some, there were some really solid ones, but you'll be able to see the little nuances, but I, I wish we could have got him in there just to show how inept some of the company people were. Um, really was and, and ron was our assistant team leader uh, by by definition that was his title he was our atl in the movie he's our team leader he did act as our team leader though that night so that wasn't a hard stretch i never have a problem with that because really when it came down to it he wasn't our team leader he was the one that was calling the shots and he was he, he was awesome he was tremendous um you know he's a hero fucking badass um and, and i don't say that much about seals right seals out there listening you know i always talk shit about you <laughs> But he, he was a complete badass. But um, I wish we could have got him in there just because at the time, it just the ineptness of the agency. And I think people are seeing it now. They're starting to see that's where you really start to see the and how just inept they were into just really what the job was uh, as far as when shit hit the fan and the reluctance to let guys that knew what the fuck they were doing to let go, let control go. To let, hey, I don't know. There's the ability to stand back as a good leader and say, you know what? I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to handle this. You guys know what's going on. Take control of the situation. A good leader has to have the ability to let go sometimes. They were not able to do that. You did get a little bit with Bob. our team leader was huge in not doing that and then really not doing anything the whole night. Um, why you want to put him in the movie? You're saying, well, Tano, he didn't do anything the whole night. Why do you want to put him in there? To show the ineptness of the agency. At that time, to show the guys that were in charge shouldn't have been, you know, and I think we got that with Bob, but I think it could have even been hammered home more so with him in there. But if you read the book, he's in there so you can read it there. And then um, uh, the other thing uh, <clears throat> I, 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 you know, I, I think when the rooftops came up and when the mortars hit. And seeing the mortar sit that was tremendous watching that it was actually at night wasn't it uh, i saw my night vision on it was it was um uh before morning nautical twilight so the sun was just coming up but the night my night vision was still on but um it was cool being able to see it in the daytime from that movie's perspective and i thought they did an awesome job showing i mean that's that's what it fucking looks like um sure. but seeing it at nighttime. I don't know how they do it in the movies. It's it's so hard to do, but seeing those explosions at night through your night vision um, and anybody that's seen explosions with night vision on, I mean, just, it it just rattles your brain because you just go completely white. The whole world just washes out and then it slowly comes back. And the ability to fight through that is hard to do. Um, You know, luckily for me, being a ranger and and going through some good training and having tremendous leaders that haze the shit out of me that beat the living crap out of me, that forced me to learn that. And then, and then booked for many years, I was able to get through that. But I, I think, I wish there was a way that we could do it in the movie, that you could see mortars and explosions hit with night vision on. It's just a totally different animal. But I, I did bring that up to Michael Bay during the film shoot too. It's like, hey, uh, you know, there's no vapor trails in RPGs. You don't see those. You don't see a vapor trail on a 203 or grenade that Tig was shooting. The two hundred three. There's no set, you don't see them. You don't see them it hits <laughs> and then you hear it explode when it goes off because an RPG has a, has a propellant that explodes to make it go. And then you hear it hit, you don't see it. And I was like, you know, we're, we I mean, they, they they're so fast and they don't do that. And he, he made a good point though. He's like, you know, he goes, Tono, he goes up, uh, watch all movies. Every one of the movies does that. And I said, well, why are we doing it like everybody else? He goes, because the audience would have no clue what the hell's going on they'd walk out with the Tourette syndrome because of all the explosions and flashes and stuff. And he made a perfect sense. Cause that's what happens. You're just seeing explosions and, and you're seeing bullets zoom by through your night vision. If it's heated, if it's a tracer, you can really see it. You're just trying to make sense of all the chaos. Um, in the movie, it, it really is. you know It's a little bit more methodical. It's not like that. It's just craziness going everywhere. That's why the ability to laugh during it, I think it means so much more because there's just mass chaos, chaos going. You're trying to figure it out. And in between, you're telling jokes. Um, I, I really wish people could see from that perspective, though. But I, I understood what Michael said. And it, it made sense. And I understood it. And it, it still makes sense that if we did it how it really is. People would walk out and go, what just happened? I just thought they, they, it, like they walked out of a studio 54 back in the day with just strobe lights going off everywhere. <laughs> you know, they just like what the hell just happened? And um, I wish we could do that. I don't I don't think there's a way. And, and Michael Bay is the king of CGI. If there's anybody that could have figured it out, mm-hmm. he could have. Um, but he, uh, but even he's like, I, there's no way to do it without making, without losing the people in the audience, they would just have no clue what, what, what just happened. Um, but really, you know, in a that nutshell, that's it because the actors did a tremendous job. Michael Bay took it very seriously. I thought he was tremendous. I had a very, very different respect, much more respect for him after. And on a positive side, I had a much more respect for Hollywood after. Because not one of them, not one of them brought Hillary's name up. Not one of them thought that we needed to change it because it might cause and each of them, did they know it in the back of their minds that it might affect the might affect the, the election that year? Of course they did. But every one of them wanted to get it accurate. Yeah. And every one of them was extremely respectful to the situation, and every one of them did what they could to get it right. They would even redo scenes if actor's hands positions were in the wrong spot. They redid a scene where Pablo was pulling uh, the charging handle back on that Mark 46, that machine gun with his palm down, right? No way. You may be a Marine and do that, but Rangers, it's this way. And I saw that scene, it was during the, the when we got hit by the first RPG, the first counterattack at the consulate. And I was there on the set when that scene was going on. And they ran through it and I went up to him like, dude, your hand is in the wrong spot. I told you it needs to be up. And he's like, shit. And Michael heard it. me talking to him. And he goes, what happened? He goes, what happened? And Michael's on crack. He's always on crack. Not literally, I don't know. He's just <laughs> always peeing. He says, what happened, what happened, what happened? I go, the uh, palm was in the wrong spot. You gotta have the palm up. And it was just a brief scene, just where he's, and he's like, do it again. And they reset up the fire. They reset up the explosions. They reset up the fake wall that looked like cement. And he said, "Pablo, we'll get down there and run it again. And they did it again. And I was like, "Man, that was that was awesome." So, it, really, the movie it, it, it got the heart filled in, and you guys saw it. It got the the family life in. It got the rabbit humping, which the video I sent to my wife that was accurate. The quick three three second hump that that's me. I'm two pump chump. Um, got all that, and it got all that in there. It's just little things that I wish would get in there that people would never know. I mean, you'd never know. But me, like, man, maybe could have been a little bit better with that. But I think that's just a personal personal preference. I, I don't know if it would have made it any better. And, of course, on the CGI stuff with the explosions, you really do need to see the vapor. You need to see all that because you, you can't just show explosions everywhere. And <laughs> as an audience, walk out and go, what just happened? It just doesn't work. Um, maybe one of these days, one of you guys – we'll figure it out and be go zillionaires, figure out how to actually replicate a combat scene in a movie. I'm too old to care anymore. Aside from my movie, uh, well, I'd like it, to see it one day.
0: If it was going to be one of us, it would be, it would be Mike. He's it would the, be Mike. See, that's the same thing. The everybody's the same thing, I say, it was going
2: guy. to be one of us It'd be Ian.
3: So I'm with you. I'm with I, James, I with can't you. even, I can't even get video for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea to do anything with video. Um,
2: but, but that's, that's really it. They did a tremendous job in, it, every time I watch it, and it's hard for me to watch it today than it was when I first did, which means it's yeah. it, which means they did it right. Um, yeah, I'm very proud. I'm very proud that Pablo Schreiber played me. I'm very proud of Krasinski being in the movie, did a great job. Him and Jack, you, you'll never see Jack. Jack will never come out of the, in public eye. His mm-hmm. wife will not let him. She wears the pants in that family. If you watch the movie, she wore, that's spot on. She wears the pants in the family. But they honestly, they look alike. When I see Krasinski, that's what Jack looks like. They they really do look similar, and their manner he played got the mannerisms down. Um, yeah, I, I I'm very happy with how what and it will stand the test of time, which it has been. Even though it's not politically popular film, I think it's getting stronger because you start you're seeing it on FXM, you're seeing it on Showtime, you're seeing it on FX. Um, and I think for me speaking out there and talking about, it, I still do a lot of speeches. I don't get political in my speeches. I just tell the story. And there are people coming up that I'm, I'm assuming, but I'm having a good idea that they're probably not the most conservative people in the world coming up in tears and saying, Man, that story touched me. I can, you know, and, and I had going through something in my life and now I think I can get through it. That's what Benghazi should always have been. I, I, we made it more political in the beginning, that was our fault. Um, I don't think it was the wrong move, though. I think we had to we we had to get protected. But it has legs now that now that we've gotten away from the politics, at least the majority of us have. I don't know if Tig Tig still might be. I don't know. Um, I love Tig. Tig's awesome. He did tremendous that night. Just fucking badass, too. Um, But I I think the movie really does have legs that it's always going to be for forever. And it's going to be from that aspect of why we did it initially. It wasn't for politics. It was to show heroism and courage and overcoming adversity and faith. And God, having God in there, and it's that's what that's what the movie should have been, and that's what it is, and that's what we should have been out there in the beginning with it, at least a little bit more. But we got, you know, we're able to still take it because it's still going out there, so we're able to continue on with it that way, and that's how I talk now. And the the podcast, I think, it's going; it goes that way as well. I hate to tie the podcast into thirteen hours, but I do because it's part mm-hmm. of me. But that's where I wanted the podcast when me and Ian talked. That was my first thing in my head. Don't start it like you did with the movie, going on Bill O'Reilly's show. and <laughs> So first, 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 first one to go out of the first one you do, make the podcast about overcoming adversity and faith and heroism and selfless service. And do yeah. Ian, but to and be Taylor. fair, that,
3: that just happened organically. I never said to Chris, you need to do this. No, he never did. This like, <laughs> organically was, happened. That was, that I don't want people mean, listening to yeah. think like, wow, this guy sounds like a total control freak.
2: <laughs> no. yeah, okay, but let me. Ian never said that. It was yeah. in my head after every show. I would AR myself after every show. Like, gosh, I, we went too much. Come on, get back online. It was t- me telling myself, get back in the lane. And... Now, now it's just, we are, it's habitual. Now we've got it that way. And it's just flowing that way. And every show we do, it's like, yeah, yeah, that was easy. And we didn't delve in the weeds and we stayed true to, true to what serving really is. Whether you serve in the military or you just serve as a good father and as a good husband and, or a good wife, good spouse. Is that, sorry, PC, good spouse. Is that what it is? (laughs) partner i don't know ah, what the hell good husband other- and wife let's just say yeah. husband and wife i'm keeping it right there that's it well
0: it's interesting man i mean the fact that you <laughs> shed light on this and just talked about how authentic and, and and spot on it was for the most part i think people right now the people that we're talking to anyway are starving for truth they're starving for authenticity there's st- They've been fooled at so many different angles with propaganda. The fact that you can have a movie that comes out that really depicts what you guys went through and and what it and and now people can discern what that means to them in their life and your yeah. point, the adversity that they're able to go through, they see you, they see that there's some realness behind it. I think it goes a long way, and I think yeah, I think that's a, one of the main reasons why you probably will see that movie continue on because it's as re- it's as real as it gets, right?
2: It it is it really is it, it, and it was it was it's awesome it's awesome to watch it I I know I sorry I I doze off I fade off a little bit that's my senility kicking in <laughs> no I fade off because I I remember the movie and I remember downrange I, I remember I remember holy, I remember that or I remember doing that in Iraq the car chase scene oh my gosh I remember doing that in Kabul it was damn car chase that happened all the time or throwing up the jumbo I remember doing that I, and yep. it it, it It makes me it just reminds me of it reminds me of a past that I'm very proud of, you know, um, but I don't need it anymore. I don't need it to feed me anymore. And that's where if there's veterans out there listening, our past is our past. Be proud of it. You know, we accomplished a lot. We did great things Whether the government did the right thing or not. We did great things out there. But if you're done, it's the past. Close that chapter. Now start being the best whatever. So in my case, again, I, I be the best father, the best friend, the best husband you can be. Now that is our goal. Now be that best person and don't quit on being that best person out there. Uh Or, you know, I, I, I don't think me and Ian strive to be the best podcast out there, but we do give 110% when we do it. And I know he edits it 110% because I don't, I, I mean, that's one thing I don't have to do. Uh, thank you, Ian. <laughs> I couldn't do that shit. I could, but um, be your best at everything you do. Uh, and but then when you need a break, take a break. It's okay. Go sit down, get a rest, take some time for yourself, and then pick up the Bible and read a passage, and then go get out and start again. Yep. My opinion. That's my opinion. That's just it. It's just an opinion. We do not hold these opinions to be what's. I can't. I I'm thinking. Oh, sorry. And try to finish it for me. You don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm like a cat chasing a <laughs> light right now. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome, guys. No, we, we appreciate you guys being on. It's uh awesome. Very, very cool talking to both of you. Ian, great to have you on again. And um, oh yeah. Any 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 other parting words that you guys have before we wrap up?
2: I, yeah, I had yeah. a question for you guys. Yeah, yeah, so no, good.
3: I I had a question for you guys because you guys get some really excellent guests on here that cover a lot of different stuff. You know, in so, someone say in the conspiracy realm, in the news realm, I would say the biggest thing that I'm interested in that's the most uncovered story right now is the Gislaine, however you say her name, Gislaine Maxwell case. Oh, Are you guys yeah. planning on getting like any good guests on about that? Because man, there's a lot to uncover.
0: Yeah. There, there's a, there's a whole suitcase to unpack with that, man. Um, yeah. You know, Who's we, uh, we, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't really talked much about like um, having any specific guests on that could shed light on that. But I believe me, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where as that, 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 court situation goes underway I tell you what man um for as much pub as that rittenhouse trial got they better have everybody covering this and every but they're not they're, not they're not they're not going to that's the thing i know they're not going to they're they're you know and that this begs the question you know if, if this isn't important if what's happening with happened on that island is not important with kids and all this other heinous stuff you hear about what are we doing you know so yeah i, yeah, I, I do i do want to cover that i do want people because again we're we're really trying to expose what's happening, um, you know, in my field, I see the deceit and deception constantly, um, my profession, and I know Mike, Mike does in his, and, um, you know, we're just, we're trying to get good information out to people, people that, you know, they're not hearing it from these, quote unquote, trusted news sources, they're getting, they're being deceived in a lot of ways, and so that was the main reason why we even did what we did and started the show because we wanted to find out what is really going on and what do the people that are being censored and being told to be quiet and sit in the corner what do they have to say and what is what is it where are they getting their information from and the thing is the more and more of these folks we talk to and then we start to figure out all right well where did they get this information from it's hard to poke holes in it
2: That's
3: the thing too, is that the the mainstream media and trusted news sources are not really covering it. So it opens up the, you know, huge drops and all that where you're seeing flight logs from Epstein of people who were never on the Epstein plane. And then that's where like really bad misinformation comes out. But the the true information out there is so scathing that the media won't cover it no matter what side you're on because we know as a fact that prominent Republicans, Democrats, from people, we're all Mm -hmm. on that island. We're on that plane. We know guys like Bill Richardson, the Trumps, the Clintons, they all have ties to Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein. So it This is it, going to be the type of thing where the whole house of cards is going to fall down. You know what I mean? Because, dude, we have like dozens of pictures of Trump with Ghislaine Maxwell. And mm-hmm. when she was sentenced, he was like, I wish her the best. And then we have, you know, 36 times or something that Bill Clinton was on. And I might be wrong on the exact number was on the Lolita Express with Epstein. Um you know, and then it's it's so funny and not to, you know, I know Chris did um the Ryan Daltz thing with Newsmax, which was great, but then when I see on Newsmax, when I even just on my feed because I don't really watch TV much, that they're constantly putting up um what's his name again? Ah, oh, the lawyer uh who represented Trump. Who am I talking about again? You know, you guys don't talk. Alan Derschwitz. They're they're always giving Alan Derschwitz's take on this on Rittenhouse. It's like, dude, Alan Dershowitz. wasn't he there? Was on yeah. Epstein's <laughs> Island many times yes, right. and and may honestly look, I I have to say allegedly, because never found guilty, but allegedly may have been a pedophile. Like, why are we putting these guys on a pedestal because they're this re- like respected lawyer? So I think the more and more comes that comes out about this, it's gonna be really scary. And at the same time, really do your fact checking. Because I see so many people, even that we follow that have been on the podcast, putting out Information that's untrue, right? That's like Tom Hanks was on the lead express and, and Eminem, and no, no, but Bill Richardson, Bill Clinton, uh, like a lot, a lot of the Alan Dershowitz. Yes, we have evidence on these types of guys. We we have you know the little black book, and there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff that comes out. And that's going to be covered up for just like you don't see Bohemian Grove covered in the mainstream oh, sure. media. And Bohemian Grove is, you know, oh, it's an Alex Jones conspiracy theory. No, it's very true. I'm very cautious, and Chris knows this of like putting out information out there that's unproven, but there is stuff that we do know, and uh, yeah, that's good stuff's got to be covered, and we've known about. Is Lane Maxwell for years. This is not a new story. My friend Jack Murphy, you know, who's a colleague of ours, was writing about this stuff probably eight years ago. No one wanted to touch it. You know, Alex Jones was talking about it. no one wanted to touch it because it's Alex Jones. But if this is the biggest story. And I really do believe whether it's um Kyle Rittenhouse or a lot of this other stuff, not that these aren't somewhat important cases, but I do think they're a distraction to divide us from this one thing that mainstream democrats and republicans can get together and say we are not okay with prominent people in american culture flying out to an island with underage girls everyone would be outraged about that no matter where you stand politically so that's that's my uh rant for today because <laughs> i want to hear you guys cover it with some like really uh, ma- major people because it's not really what chris and i do but i think for what you guys do yeah, we got to get that stuff out there.
1: Okay, here you go. Notes. Find the guy that killed Epstein for the interview. Got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: hey, hey, do yeah. me a favor. Hey, do me a favor and find out where Obama was during the uh, Benghazi raid too. Could you find out exactly where he was? <laughs> okay. I, I got two places. Yeah, he was either in bed or Las Vegas. Can you confirm? Right, it yes. One of the
0: two. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I can't remember. Um it, no, no, serious. No, there was one of those two places. <laughs> he was in his bed or in Las Vegas, or in his bed in Las. It, now you guys are doing awesome. I, I appreciate it. You guys buddy. are, and um, this is why I have Ian. all this. I have to go research cause I know nothing about what you guys are like, well, red, like it's been going on for years. This is the first time I've ever heard that name before. It shows you how I just live out in the country and just yeah. don't pay attention to nothing. I just, but now guys keep doing your things and, and, um, yeah, just never take a side, just take your side always. And, and, um, I love your flags. I love your hat. Thanks, bro. And I just again that's that's where it's at. It's right there. That's it's, that's where it needs to be. And um now, thanks for letting me rant. You guys I rant a lot. So we did go two hours. <laughs> so sorry about that. No, but no, uh this let has me talk. Great. I do appreciate it. Yeah. you guys Man, are awesome. Uh,
0: no, you uh we, we appreciate you guys very much and uh we, we'd love to have you guys on again in the future and uh stay connected and everything. We've been having a uh, a ball with you guys today. So um now, uh, that being said, just uh, God bless both you guys, man. Thank you for being on the show today. God bless our veterans out there um, yep. who are listening. And you know, believe me, you are not forgotten and never will be by real Americans. Um, God bless everybody listening and God bless America. And until next time, be safe and well, and we'll see you soon.